You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hello and welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. I'm Craig and I'm joined by Laurie and Greg. Hello guys. Hello. All right. All right. right, We're missing a man tonight and a man light because Chris is taking a day off to go off and he's pampering himself. He's booked himself in for a nose job. No surprise there. Just, just, just the usual from Chris. He's always got these, got these things on. Uh, See, I'd forgotten that he, what he was away for. And actually, I texted him earlier and I said, look, could you send us a, a couple of audio clips today? And I got a text back saying, I've got to rest up. And I thought, you lazy basque. You want to rest up. I thought he had a night out. I thought he was having a wee cat nap before he went out, but then I remembered he's away for a nose job. But he says he's known too much pain. He's going to be a, a podcasting his answer to Michael Jackson <laughs> pretend he gets back. <laughs> and more reason than one. Oh, <laughs> I was thinking more of a Barry Manilow. <laughs> I think he's went for an enlargement. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's, it's been a, an interesting week. Where Celtic returned uh, from Russia with love, but only to break hearts in Glasgow on Sunday. Oh, I see what you've done. Uh, from the from the chill of Moscow to the brisk Highlands, there's no more old firm, but now there's the, the cold firm. As the <laughs> SPL welcome the newest their newest derby. What's going on here, Greg? Oh, it's, oh you need oh, needs a symbol. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we'll review all the week's action. Uh, I'll be looking at the latest Twitter activity from Scotland's footballers as well. And uh, also noticed that Parkhead on Sunday amused me a bit. The Celtic fans chanting away a, a flippin' Phil tune. If you've heard that, a bit of disco land. I think that's from, I think that's from the, Green, the Green Brigade. Oh, they're into their cheesy disco. So we're going to have a quick discussion on uh, football songs that can be, uh, well, songs rather, that can be transferable to, to the football, to the terraces. So a quick couple of those, nothing too major. We'll have the charity bet. I mean, we won't go into it too much just now because I don't want to kind of give away the result of the weekend. And Greg will pick next week. Although that's gave away, hasn't it? Because his winner stays on. Mm-hmm. Right. I'll work on my introduction next week <laughs> and then the predictions for the upcoming Scotland games. So first up is the SPL Roundup. Now, I mentioned that Chris was off getting a nose job, but luckily he has pre-recorded his SPL Roundup. So, well... So me, me, Greg and Laurie get to sit back and let him do the talking. Off you go, Chris. So 18 years after both teams were admitted to the newly created SFL 3rd Division, Scotland's top division had its first Highland Derby on Friday night. First half goals from Ross Draper and Andrew Shinney gave Inverness a deserved lead, but Ian Vigers gave County hope early in the second half. An entertaining contest was eventually decided just three minutes from time when Aaron Doran completed the scoring to win all three points for Cali with a 3-1 victory. On Saturday, Motherwell vs Dun United was unfortunately postponed due to a power cut in the area. I'm told Greg M went to the pub instead. I'm told it's very interesting as well. Might want to go and read in the forum exactly what was happening there. In the games that did go ahead, St Johnson won the battle of the Saints 2-1 thanks to first half goals from Nigel Hasselbank and Murray Davidson. Lewis Guy pulled one back for visitors, but despite lots of pressure, the bodies couldn't get that equaliser. And unfortunately, that meant I didn't get three points to the from my two each. Oh well. 
Aberdeen moved themselves up to third place in the SPL with a 3-1 victory away to Kilmarnock. The hosts had given themselves an early lead through Ryan O'Leary, but a much better second half performance from Aberdeen saw the Dons turn it round with early goals from Gavin Ray and Neil McGinn before Scott Vernon made sure of the points later on in the game. But Hibs went even better than that. They went top of the table on the final Saturday game. It was a convincing win against Dundee. Owen Doyle opened the scoring in the first half, while Lee Griffiths doubled Hibs' lead early in the second half from the penalty spot after Paul Kearney was tripped by Kevin McBride. A curly shot from David Witherspoon made it 3 0 with 15 minutes to go, and that ensures Dundee remained firmly rooted to the foot of the table. So, with Hibs going top on Saturday, it meant they might just have been hoping for a bit of a favour from their city rivals who went to Celtic Park for the lunchtime Sunday kickoff. But they wouldn't get anything like that, because George's Samaras' goal just after a half hour mark separated the sides and sent Celtic back to the top of the table going into October's international break. There was an injury scare for Hearts goalkeeper Jamie McDonald who was stretched off early in the match, but fortunately John McGon was happy to report after the match that he was up and drinking tea, which as we all know is a great hero of things if you watch EastEnders. Samaras of course scored the winner away to Sparta at Moscow on Tuesday night, so his goal capped off not only a great week for him, but also a great week for the reigning champions. And hopefully Scotland can take heart for the fact that their uh, only representatives in Europe were able to win on the road, because that's what we need. Come on. Right, I've got to say that was rubbish. That was garbage. Chris, what you got to say for yourself? That was rubbish. That's rubbish. There's <laughs> nothing to say. Nothing to say. Aye. Even Chris could have done a better job than that. Right, okay. We'll move. Do we move on from the SPL or do any incidents you want to discuss? I've got to do discuss the SPL a wee bit if we know the Scottish ah, Forums podcast after Chris just made a total mess of it there we've got to try and make up for it if we know see Greg's got nothing to talk about because his Motherwell team couldn't even pay the lecky bill <laughs> you, see, you see I usually rely on listening to Chris's summary uh, so I know what's going on in the games because I don't usually watch the highlights so the listeners by the magic of radio will be listening to his, 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 uh, his summary but it was all too brief for me so I've got literally nothing to say about the weekend's games. Highlight for me the... was... Carry on, sorry. Highlight for me has been in the pub about ten past three instead of ten past five. <laughs> hey. Did you not see the Kelly goal the... off his thigh? Yes, I saw what's his name Flatmouth under a bar. What was he what was he what was he doing? I don't know, uh, he tried to kick it. Why did he not use his hands? Bizarre. Absolutely bizarre. What about the Highland Derby though? I thought it was uh, a good entertainment, decent was, atmosphere uh... and uh uh, my my favourite part was right at the start when Ross Tokley forgot that he actually plays for Ross County now, not Inverness. Did you see that? No, I didn't know. Oh, you no, didn't I see it? Right at the start of the game. I mean, this is Ross Tokley, for anyone who doesn't know, but they should, that he played for obviously Inverness for, I think, 16 years or something. Best part of 500 appearances. So he's obviously a, a mainstay and he's actually left now. And as they do up there, they just move between the two teams. And uh, <laughs> about a minute into the game, Inverness went forward and put this cross in the box, and for no reason, under no pressure, Ross Tokley just jumped and bulleted the head at his own goal. It crashed off the bar. Just uh, for, uh, for a moment, he obviously forgot which which side he was playing for. Thankfully, he did realise after a while. But um, yeah, I thought kind of a bit unlucky. They, at 2-1, they looked like they were maybe pushing would sneak an equaliser, but it wasn't to be, and they got hit with a sucker punch. But, um, a couple of good finishes. Ian Vigers, obviously... Heard my praise of his cultured left foot last week, whipping in a cracking free kick. Ah, it was a it was a good game. I'd only seen maybe the second half, but stick with me here because I'm going to go off on a bit of a tangent. But I did I did like ESPN's uh, audio coverage of the game. Like I did like the 
the sound of the ball getting kicked. I did like the the sound of the crowd. I and like I thought the sound they, of the ball they, getting kicked. Yeah, it's... Ah, but I think they picked it up really well. It, it's something I've not noticed before, but in that game it really stood out for me. Do you know what? I just the atmosphere came through really well. It's because they kick the ball so hard, and there's there's not as much crowd noise, and you're playing in Inverness. <laughs> it does sound silly, yeah, but. Honestly, that's what stood out for me you know, when I was watching it. It just made the game just really exciting. Makes it sound like a park game. You know, as when you're watching like El Clasico or the the Premier League, all you hear is this constant noise. And when you watch Scottish games and you hear the ball getting kicked and a couple of players going, "Yeah, Dan, get back!" And, and some bad words that I can't say. If and this, I always find it funny when occasionally they stop and they apologise for the language. I'm like, come on, you're watching a football game. You've got to be expecting it. Indeed. Uh, apart from, I thought Ryan Fraser in the Aberdeen game, he kind of stood out for me. I think he got Young Player of the Month, didn't he? He did. Yep. Ah, he's, he's really good. I was looking at him when he was running. It reminds me a wee bit of James Forrest, the fact that he's got no neck. <laughs> the fact that he looks about 12. I did, yeah, he's, he's quite wee as well, quite wee and quite good. So he reminds me of Forrest. I was, uh, and obviously, well, Celtic Hearts was a game that I watched in its entirety, as well as the Highland Derby. And again, disappointment for from my point of view, from Hearts' point of view. I didn't really feel we we ever really made Celtic get out of first gear, although we worked hard and were well organised. It was almost like accepting a one nil defeat. We never really threw the kitchen sink at them. And a uh, bad one for Jay McDonald, but it looks like he, he'll be okay. And he said he was out for about 20 minutes, which is pre- sounds pretty serious. I think I, did I read that the first thing he said when he came to was, did it go in? I didn't uh, hear that. I don't know. I was reading Enkelman, and I, I don't know how you manage to go in goals and keep your mind on the game when you're, you're worried that well, one of your pals, one of your colleagues is potentially on his way to hospital like with a serious condition. You just don't know, and he didn't find out until half-time. That's that's just the that's just the excuse Enkel was using for letting that go in. <laughs> if he went Granny down, he could have saved up. that one. Oh, he he's, went he's, down to pick it up. He could have stood there, like in a five-a-side. Could have stood there, knocked it with his feet. Surely just stood still. <laughs> Aye, a guy who's not a keeper just using his feet. To ah, pick yes, it up. I would have done. <laughs> I mean, it would have come straight at me, and I could have controlled it. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that, Laurie. I've seen your control. Oh, come on. That's different. I was still half cut. I was in the back garden. <laughs> Sunday well, morning. year old was running rings around you. Aye, well, he was smaller than Ryan Fraser. How was I supposed to catch that? That's... What about Celtic? I mentioned Celtic in a week because that was a, a very good, very impressive win for them. Well, it was. It was aye, very impressive. Good for Scottish football. I've never. Good their coefficient. Good for their bank balance and good for their morale. Good for my bank balance as well. I've never cheered a team in green and white so much. Uh, I put uh-huh. a, a sneaky five pound on Celtic at eighteen to one when they were two one down. You've got a bit of a thing for teams in green and white, haven't you? Ah, away you go. It's all about the money. <laughs> aye, but that was good odds, eighteen to one. Aye, well, I, I decided to have a wee look when it was. Um, when Sparta got the red card, and a few of the bookies had cut it to like nines and stuff, but for some reason Ladbrook still had it out to 18, and I don't know if they were just going on the you know stats of the game, but I felt watching it that you know Celtic seemed to be have a real chance, and even when it was 11 against 11, I thought they looked like they had a kind of good shout in it. So oh, they were breaking really well, and uh, yeah, they had the the game plan in the the first half especially was perfect because obviously they're against a team that's better than them. On paper, anyway, and look that they were. There, to be fair, I was. I expected. Well, they were dominating. They were dominating in the first half, but Celtic done it well because they they broke away really well and had good chances. And as you say, they they could have won if it was eleven on eleven, just because 
I thought Lennon got it spot on. I well, Sp- I mean, Spartak were dominating possession, but I mean, I think Celtic were at Lennon. There's no point in completely knackering yourself, chasing everything down, you know, hounding everything down to, to try and get the ball back constantly. I didn't think Spartak looked particularly dangerous. Um, obviously, they got a, a couple of goals in the end, but they could have been prevented. And in terms of in play, by the way, I think that's where that's where the money's at. I had a cheeky one on Saturday, which was almost the, the bet of the century. I bet um, MK Dons were 2-0 down and Crystal Palace were 2-0 down. And a double, mm-hmm. the double on them both to win was 75-1, to 1, I think it was. And I just put a couple, just put a couple of pounds on it and Crystal Palace came back to win 4-3 and MK Dons got it back level at 2-2. So I was sitting there waiting for that update on the third goal, but it never happened. But it was worth it, it was worth it, it was worth a shout. You're going to have to send me a text next time you're going to do these bets. Oh, you're as bad as my mate. He says I have to do that. And I sent him the text oh. and he says it wasn't clear enough. And I don't know. Right, because you do that next time and I'll I'll make sure my 10p's on that. Yeah, your 10p. You're <laughs> one of them, are you? Oh, definitely. No, no point in throwing away money. There's a guy in Betfred who won something like 18 grand from 50p. He bet 12 results. So that's the kind of bet I'm wanting. Yeah, there's a guy, there's a guy in the pub on Saturday. Who had he'd been betting and playing? He'd put twenty pence on some um, some combination of results and won eight hundred and thirty-three quid. That's what but I like to hear. He's a total walloper though, so I can <laughs> I, I can even be pleased for him for five minutes. <laughs> I was like, well done, Dick. <laughs> right, well we move on. We we'll move on. Please do. What are we moving on to now? What's next up in the agenda? What's next up on the agenda? Is it an agenda or a running order? I never know. Something anyway. How about Craig? You um, travel to a division far, far away and tell us because I don't know what's what's been going on in the depths of of semi-professional football. This is a bit where the, the real football fans listening because they all know the Embrew division is where it's at. Right, so first up, Division 1. And this was uh, the biggest shock of the weekend. They had Morton beating Partick Thistle 3-1. Partick Thistle were flying high until last week when they drew with Wraith. But now they've been beaten. Although they're still joint top with the pars only able to draw two each with Falkirk. In other results, Hamilton beat relegation rivals Airdrie United 4-0 and Livingston drew one apiece with Cowden Beef. Moving on to Division 2 and Queen of the South continue their domination with a 2-0 win over Stranraer or Stranrear as I called them last week <laughs> or as I wrote down last week I I, just as I predicted in the charity bet so brownie points for me there that's 22 points out of 24 for Queen of the South with an impressive 19 goals for and only 2 against with those kind of stats, it's no wonder that Rangers struggled against them. Elsewhere, we've got Arbroath beating Brecon 3-1. Airdrie United beating Albion Rovers 2-1. Alloa won 3-2 away against Forfar. And to complete the fixtures, Stenny beat East Fife 3-0. Stenny. Stenny. In Division 3, two games were postponed, with Clyde versus Elgin and Queen's Park versus Annan taking time out due to the Challenge Cup. Peterhead beat Berwick 1-0 to continue their push for promotion. And Montrose beat Easterlingshire 3-1 to leave Easterlingshire bottom of the table. And that's all the matches covered. Oh! That's, 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 what? Away, that's it, done. What about the minnows of Rangers against... Come on, come on. 
<laughs> Rangers had a tough away tie in Stirling. It's a difficult <laughs> place to go. Very few teams go there and get a result, so it's no surprise <laughs> they lost 1-0. <laughs> I, went, I went along to the game. I tried to get a ticket. I just thought, I'll go along. I'll, I'll see what I can do, but no, nothing was happening. And there was quite a few people who were disappointed. But I suppose none more so than those actually got in the game. But it's a, it's a shame for the Sterling Albion manager, who obviously he was, he was away getting married, and he'll need to tell his wife that he, he wasn't disappointed, that he wasn't at the game, but he would have loved to have been there. I want, almost a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Ah, we plenty of chances to beat Rangers. Also, I did notice they had the probably the worst offside decision I've ever seen. Did, did you see that one for Sterling when they yeah. broke it was, the Terrible guy was about decision. five yards onside. It was, must have been trying to give Rangers a wee chance, you know. They, they don't want to start that already. There'll be conspiracy theories about the new Rangers as well. Yeah, another decision straight out the Masonic Hall. Is that a linesman three's flag in there? There was, there was actually a couple of um, really, I suppose you could call them meaty challenges <laughs> on Saturday as well. Ian, Brack, Ian Black got one to the ribs. And uh, Alexander got one to the, uh, the shoulder as well with both feet. Could I just be expected, really, though? Could I just read out uh, Sterling's previous two Scottish third division results, bearing in mind that Rangers drew a blank against them? Uh, Scottish third division, Saturday, twenty second of September. Berwick, Berwick Rangers four, Sterling one. Uh, Saturday. Where <laughs> was that though? Because I'm telling you, it's a difficult place to go. Saturday, the fifteenth of September. East Sterling, East Sterling three. Sterling one, and oh, it is difficult place to go unless you're an amateur team, Craig. Sterling one, Queens Park two. Uh, in fact, before that, Clyde Sterling nil, Clyde one. Um, <laughs> so obviously, it's a very difficult team to play unless you're everyone apart from Rangers. Well, well Sterling have been not close to be close to going under a few years ago as well. They were one of the clubs that were a. I think they're still in trouble now. Hair's breadth away from disappearing. It was sort of fans and stuff, I think, had raised money to more or less keep them ticking over. Aye, they uh, had that. Um, are they not a lot of debt, yeah. Uh, Something along I think lines. Some fan group. I think they are, yeah. Aye, I think maybe even Ronaldo's involved somehow. Excuse me? I'm sure he, I'm sure he got a mention. And not the fat one. The, the, I was going to say the fat one, but then people make it. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Since we're whistling, I suppose we could move on to Twitter, you know. It's almost tweety, tweety. That's another seamless link. I'm <laughs> loving these seamless links. I know, I know. Okay, so, next up, uh, Tweety Eye. Are we going to get your jingle again, Laurie? Or, or will I call it a jig again? Aye, jingle away. It's, it's Tweety right. Pie. Right, go for it. Okay, Go! <laughs> Little tiny bird, my name is Tweety Pie. I live inside my bird page, a hanging way up high. Right, what's happening in the world with Twitter, Laurie? Right, Twitter over the weekend. I was having a wee look, and uh, I'm actually, I'm actually liking uh, David Priest, ex Aberdeen keeper. He's usually got something good to say, and I'll start off with him since we're just talking about Rangers. No matter what's going on, Rangers should not be having as much trouble in Division Three. McCoy's doing a good job? Question uh, mark. My answer would be no. What you well, your answer or his answer? No, my answer would be no. Sorry, that was me saying afterwards. My answer to his question would be no. And I th- oh, I don't know. It'll all clip it. 
I can't even speak. I was going to say clip into place. A blind, a, a blind monkey could win that division with the Team Rangers got, so... And they will do. <laughs> McCoy's divine. And there's a few happy hibbies on Twitter. We've got uh, Paul Kearney, at Kearney87. Um, got to say well done to boys today. Smiley face. Top of the league. Smiley face. Fans were brilliant today. Keep it up. Smiley face. Ada yada. Um, James McPake. Uh, good result again for us at home. Fans brilliant again. Special well done to Alex Harris in his debut. Alan Maybury, good performance, great result, three goals, three points, top. <laughs> Hashtag, what more do you want? Yeah, there's, there's, there's been a real shift of power in the capital this year, isn't there? Because hearts are dire, and Hibs are actually looking no bad. Are they like six or seven points ahead of us or something? Yeah. Anyway. It'll be 60 points ahead of you, boy. There you go. Uh, so Johnston players, I wondered if they, they, they were organised in the way they did it, because... They all seem to be saying how rubbish their game was, but that doesn't matter. Liam Craig, another great result today. It wasn't pretty at times, but the results all that mattered. Support appreciated as always. Hashtag, come on you saints. Stephen Anderson, great result today. Not pretty, but it's all about winning. Keep the run going. Come on you saints. Dave Mackay, great win today against the St. Mirren team. Wasn't pretty second half, but three points is what it's all about. Joint second. Now keep the run going. Come on, you saints. <laughs> and uh, Michael Nelson losing to Aberdeen and having a wee, a wee scuff in his, uh, scuff in his clearance and letting them in. One way to feel a bit better after a disappointing result is to get a big cuddle from the kids when you get home. Oh, uh, I'm welling up here. He's still crap. Uh, <laughs> Austin McCann, who's now at uh, Air United, ex-Hearts, ex-Dunfermline. Um, scored that beautiful goal against Celtic all those years ago. Well done today, boys. She might not be the best-looking bird, but we've still pulled. Hashtag three points. So, uh, the overriding feeling from Scottish players this weekend seems to be uh, it's all about winning ugly. Um, apparently, uh, there was a bit a few digs from Aberdeen players at Kenny Shields, um, which obviously I'm always up for. Uh, Johnny Hayes said, Kenny Shields, really? Top coach and top man, but deluded if he thinks Ryan Fraser wasn't hacked all over the place. And um, I didn't really notice from the highlights, but no, sometimes doesn't show you enough, does it? Uh, down south, uh, we shout out Craig Conway. Got on for Cardiff. He's just back from injury. Um, his cross led to a goal. I think the equaliser against Ipswich in there. We won win. He said three points. Even better to get on the pitch. Thanks for the messages. Um, away from football, we got uh, Tony Watt. The underage Sopranos fan. (laughs) (laughs) I I contacted the police about that. eh? They said they'll look into it. Because he's went a bit. He's had to go for something a bit softer now. Because he he had um, some proof for you. I didn't catch his tweet before it, but he tweeted a picture of his laptop with Dawson's Creek playing on it. Hashtag hashtag love it. Right, okay. Okay, that tells me a lot about Mr. Watt. Hashtag Gaylord. If you've grassed him up, but it's had to within <laughs> under a 15. Um, I, I noticed a few X Factor tweets, and I don't really watch it, but um, they were all getting very angry and up and uptight. But former Rangers youngster now at air, Kyle McCausland, was it right? Just stop X Factor and give the girl the contract. She's a billion times better than anyone else. Uh, Chris, right. former Hibs, uh, X Factor needs to cancel and get off the TV. Stop ripping the ass out of a Saturday night TV. Uh, Hashtag boring hell, hashtag terrible show, hashtag was good six years ago. The thing is, everyone still watches it, though. All these people seem to keep watching it. Maybe it's their other halves. Um, anyway, going through this. 
Um, the David Priest, I picked this one out because I have no idea what he was talking about. Um, maybe you can enlighten me, you two. Um, you can say what you like about inflatable doors, but you can't knock them. It's a rubbish joke, but... Hmm, right. Right. Tumbleweed blowing through. <laughs> Aye, that's the kind of joke that Greg does. <laughs> At David Priest 12. Um, hey, am I allowed one, Laurie? Oh, if you've got one, eye on you go. I've got one for Lewis Hamilton, the idiot. Lewis Hamilton? Aye, aye. Well, he's football related, isn't he? Right, anyway, he tweeted saying, just noted Jensen button unfollowed. That's a shame. After three years as teammates, I thought we respected one another, but clearly he doesn't. I love when people get him. Oh, I heard them talk. Oh, he is raging. And then an hour later, he tweets, My bad, just found out Jensen never followed me. Don't blame him. Need to be on Twitter more. <laughs> what an idiot, eh? Well, well, you could just tell he got all upset. From Jensen. Okay, well, talking about clowns, um, Danny Ratchy of Kilmarnock, um, I don't know what you lot are scared of. Uh, but I seriously hate clowns. They scare the living shit out of me. <laughs> I, I, you swore, Laurie. It's Danny Ratchy who swore. I well, I'll be having a word with him. Um, so, the clowns, do they scare you guys? No. A lot of people seem to be scared of them. I, oh, have you ever seen that little short film, the McDonald's one? What? Do that. It's like a horror of the McDonald's clown. He's like a cannibal. No. Yeah, there's, there's a film called Vulgar. Have you seen Vulgar? No. We'll get that one up later. Clowns. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute, this sounds like one of your dodgy films. Oh, it's, it's dodgier than dodgy. Did you Vulgar. see it on VHS? It's a few years ago now, but the image will stay with me forever. Right. I don't know. I don't know if that sounds uh, family friendly. Oh. I need to put a not, a not safe for work in that. <laughs> from from uh, that to some positives, a wee shout out for Alan Mabry again, uh, the Hibs fullback, who on Sunday did a 10k run. Impressive day after his football match for the Bupa, Bupa Great Edinburgh run in aid of Maggie's Cancer Caring Centre. Um, you can still donate to him. He hashtag, uh, he hashtag, he tweeted after it saying, all done, loved it, timed at 43.57. Please keep donating and if you follow Alan Mabry, you can get him. He's got a Just, a just Giving page, which is justgiving.com forward slash Alan dash Mabry. So it's a good bit of charity work there from Alan Mabry. Uh, must have I think you're wrapping up, Laurie. Aye, uh, was there anything else interesting? Blah, blah, blah. There was lots more moans about X Factor, but um, I don't know if any of you watch it. I do watch it. Aye. Aye. Uh, but, aye. Well, what about, well, El Clasico, we got Sean Luco said, uh, got the feeling Messi and Ronaldo decided to play. Anything you can do, I can do better tonight. And uh, called it quits on a draw. And it was an entertaining game, I thought, and it was sort of a Messi 2, Ronaldo 2. You know, I didn't even know it was on, and I'm disappointed. Nobody told me. Greg, you never told me. Do you know, I don't, I don't watch it. I don't watch these games either, so I'm fed up with everybody getting their cocks out over these daft games that appear. Who cares, Barcelona and Real Madrid? It's a world away from me, so no interest whatsoever. I don't know what poultry's got to do with it, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> it was on, I was at the, uh, was at the uh, Chinese last night, and it was on while I was waiting to get my dinner. That's about, <laughs> as, that's about as much as I saw it. I love cock garbage. Self cockfighting in Spain. I think they might do. I tell I tell you why Spanish football is so good, better than Scottish football. Why? It's the balls that they use. Cock the what? balls are the balls are lighter. That's a fact. So ah, you're no blaming miter, are you? I'm telling you, the footballs are lighter that they use. 
on the continent. See the ones used in the SPL? It's like kicking a medicine ball. So, That's why the SPL is rubbish. So, but they use the like they use the World Cup ball, don't they? In Who does? Spain. I don't know, mate, but it's a lighter one. I'm sure they. I'm sure they did. What you're basically saying is everyone gets their cocks out because they got better balls. I, I couldn't. I, I couldn't repeat that, but aye. Well, no one to go down that route. Hello, I'm Derek Ray, and you're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. Right, we'll move on and we'll discuss, because Laurie decided to set up a topic, and I can't remember what the topic title was, Laurie, you can introduce it, because you'll remember. I know what it's about. Aye, well, it was just after hearing Celtic fans chanting away a bit of uh, a bit of clubland as they were playing Hearts, which apparently started off, I think it was a friendly against Newcastle, for some reason it started against, didn't it? So I just thought I would just ask if there was any other songs that people could think which would be transferable to football chants, you know, whether it for a specific meaning or if they just think they sound decent. You know, I, I, I mentioned on the forum that you know, Davras Chesnowskis or Chesney, uh, ex-Hearts player, when he scored on the occasions he did score, we used to play a bit of uh, one and one and only Chesney Hawks. <laughs> I could I could tune that. I could. Yep. Uh, what happened with Celtic fans and just can't get enough? Have they stopped singing that? I've not heard that in a while. No, they were us singing it the other week. We're singing uh, it last Saturday. Aye. So what? So uh, any of you guys got any suggestions? Any well, I had. For a Rangers song, uh, Chumba Wumba, Tub Thumping, I get knocked down, but I get back up again. That's what I was going to go for. And then I suggested the chorus could be, Oh, Albion, Albion. Yes, you notice I didn't like that. <laughs> so I decided not to. I got, well, I got one on, um, I actually got a lyric sent to me on Twitter from Drunken Duncan, um, a Hearts fan, who gave me a... a a one for Dennis uh, Prichinenko, the Hearts midfielder, to um, the Blondie song. It's uh, a. You sing it then. No, I'm not going to sing it. Come on. We've... Aye, you have to. I can't sing it, but it's uh, Dennis Dennis. Oh, score a goal for me, Dennis Dennis. A free kick speciality, Dennis Dennis. Oh, score a goal for me. Um, that's all the singing you're getting. Uh, what was the next verse? I've lost it. Uh, Dennis, Dennis, he comes from Germany. Dennis, Dennis, he's effing six foot three. <laughs> Dennis, Dennis, will score a goal for me. So that was that was a bit that was creative. I thought that sounds good, Greg. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put that over the the track. I'm going to get the backing track for that song. See if I can know, create that. Oh. Do you know? Do you know what? See, instead of doing that, you should just get me beatboxing. Oh, I'll no. beatbox and Laurie can Laurie can lay down some lyrics. Oh no! Right. How do you beatbox and me? <laughs> We'll go for a Christmas number one. Definitely, Christmas special. Yeah, got a few suggestions on the forum. Uh, Japester suggested uh, Wages Day by Deacon Blue for Hearts, which is obviously... That was a nice safe one that he... <laughs> that was a suggestion. He's not always safe, but... Any other safe ones he's mentioned? <laughs> I thought it was a Guns N' Roses one. Um, no, I don't think so. No, you're thinking of uh, Going Jock. He went oh, yeah. for Welcome to the Jungle. That's for what I was for Celtic of. fans in years right. gone by, that's the I one you were thinking of. What about my one? What about my one? Bit of Bloodhound Gang for the sheep. <laughs> they would, they would, they've got to sing that. You, me, baby, nothing but mammals. <laughs> for, uh, for, for Aberdeen, you could have nothing compares to you. Oh, 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 o
That's thank you. That's it. That's it. I just come up with that right there. I just come up with that right there, right <laughs> off the bat. <laughs> Easy as that. It's genius. I'm, I'm uh, that. Um, <laughs> we can't top that now. No, I don't think. I don't think we can. No, we'll end on that. Craig's uh, Craig, giving you credit. Craig's just uh, aye. aye that's it. He's peaked. He's peaked so early. <laughs> right. I've got. I've, I've got another one for Aberdeen. What? With or without you. <laughs> oh, the, the use. That's not as good. E- you're just repeating ones. E W E. Greg, you're just abusing the unit. Ah. There's still a good one for. Uh, they always get sung about Dundee fans. Something like uh, thieves, thieves, tramps, and gypsies or something. <laughs> oh, Dundee is wonderful. Ah. <laughs> hey, Greg, I think you should just get this section to yourself. You're on Greg, a roll, right? Just... Keep going. Oh, you put me in the spot now. Go back to me in five minutes. I'll write something. <laughs> yeah, well. Aye, well, if you want to add any to it, then we've been talking about it on the forum, which I'm sure Craig will give you the, the address to. The, the address is forums.scottishfootballforums.co.uk, the shortest URL on the internet. Or you can tweet me at Laurie Dunsire, L-A-U-R-I-E. And if you can't spell my surname, then you don't deserve to follow me. You could you could follow me if you want on Twitter, but I don't really say much. It's very exciting, but it's S Football Forums. I'll I'll tweet a lot about the forum, but other than that, surprisingly, yeah. Aye, and Greg. No, listen, listen, look, don't follow me and don't tweet me either, because I don't hear for any of you fuds. So <laughs> give it to yourselves. <laughs> any of you fuds, eh? Any of you? I see what you did there. <laughs> I was thinking about I was thinking about uh, Motherwell fans and uh, Radiohead creeps. What do you call them? I got one from uh, another one, actually, DJ Gore, who told me uh, in the 80s, he said, I tried to start going out in a blaze of glory chant by The Alarm at Tanadice when hearts were getting knocked out of the Scottish Cup. And I, I had to reply, who are The Alarm? Oh, it's showing your age. Alarm by, alarm by a cracking band, Mike Peters and co. Oh, Laurie, let's move on. I've never heard it, I mean. You want to go and look it up on Spotify? <laughs> pair of kids. No, I never heard of that. Alright, I thought we'd move on and mention the charity bit. Aye, hear my Craig line there. <laughs> so last week I was on a roll and I thought I'll, I'll take over again. It was winner stays on and I decided to go for a, a bit of an extravagant charity bet. I, I went for four. I really stuck my neck out in this. I went for Hibs to beat Dundee. Easy. 2 0. Easy. Celtic to beat Harps. Easy. 1 0. Queen of the South to beat Strand Rear. That was 2-0. Again, easy. And then all we had to do was get Rangers to beat Stirling Albion, and it fell over. Ah, uh, we always warned you. By the way, Hibs won 3-0. <clears throat> oh, did they? You didn't even check. They, they won. No, I wrote it down 2-0. I wrote it wrong, but yep. So, so, how, so how much money was lost on the back of that Rangers result? What was it? About 30, 40 quid? It was close to £40, and the Rangers result so probably only accounted for £3 or something. We've been telling you. We're warning disgrace. you. I know. Disgrace. I know. I've let everyone down, but now we're going to let Most of all, Greg Most let of everyone all, you've down. Let yourself down. I know. Right, Greg, stick your neck out and give us a really good charity bet. This week's this week's charity bet is an international special, and it's a Group D special. I don't know. Is it Group D Scotland or in? Doesn't matter. <laughs> it's a group. It's a group insert, whatever letter you like. Special. It's a Group A. Group A special. Group U. Triple A. Triple A, triple A, A for, for amazing. <laughs> Three for another run. accumulator. Arse. This week's picks 
Ah, Scotland. Uh, away at Wales. Mm. It's worse we than have, Tiger Rangers. We have Belgium away at Serbia. Serbia. Yep. And Croatia. Kickoff. Croatia away at Macedonia. Half eight kickoff. Get in there. Three aways. And how much money is that returning? Right, well, the Belgium, Belgium's 13 to 8, Scotland 6 to 4, Croatia's 8 to 11. Mm-hmm. So for £10 free bet, courtesy of mcbookie.co.uk, that's got a potential returns of £113.35. Now we're talking, that's more like it. Right, and I notice that you've dodged the, the eye-watering odds of 1 to 150 for England to beat San Marino. You've dodged that. Also, oh, Netherlands 1-100 to to beat Andorra. You know, fancy a bit of that action, no? That's the that's that's type of bets that you would normally go for, so I'll leave those to you. I'm more of a gambling man. I might go for a double on that. I should do. 10 cents. I, I think I will. Talking of McBookie and moving on to the Scotland game, I don't know if you remember, I discussed with McBookie on Twitter and they actually, they actually gave me odds for Stephen Fletcher to play again in the qualifying campaign and it was about... Yep. Six to yeah. four or something. I told him yep, I thought it was right. very generous, and uh, I just didn't have the money to put up for it. Put up at the time, but there you go. Looks like he will be back in. So, if anyone did manage to get on that when McBookie had the odds there, then good on you, because it looks like yeah. he will play. Yeah, nice round forty-one, and I'm getting a hat trick on Friday as well. I think he'll need to start because I don't think he can be in the squad and not start. Levine knows what will happen if he leaves him on the bench, so he's gonna. You'll <laughs> send him a text from the bench going, yeah. "I'm off." <laughs> But, uh, well, Scotland are six to four. Talking of six to four, six to four to win. So, what well, you reckon? He's confident. I think so. Um, I'm, I'm unsure. I, Wales are chronic. They, so they are, but so are we. Aye. Oh, come on, we've got the golden boy back. Aye, I, I just don't know. Naismith's out, isn't he? Although he's not really been Apparently. performing for Scotland. Aye, he, he jiggified the, the Serbian, Serbian <laughs> midfielder, didn't he? That's what you get when you jiggify players. Yeah, aye. But I don't know. I don't know why I didn't call up Commons after that. Are you allowed to just swap a player at this stage, or would Naismith need to pretend he's injured? No, I don't think I don't think you can swap a player if, uh, if there's one suspended. I'm pretty sure that's just uh, you lose that, essentially lose that player for the squad. You can't replace him. So he can't pretend he's injured? No, he's out. Could get injured. Outski. If they called up Lee McCulloch, he could maybe break his nose. and <laughs> Hey, Lee McCulloch's a gentle giant. You leave him alone. <laughs> uh, dear, so having a wee look, what, what do you reckon for first scorer then? I've got the odds here, courtesy of McBookie. What about Kenny Miller, the goal machine, 6-1? to one? <sighs> I heard he's got a, a sore neck. Oh, that's not even Oh, the, the, the cat liked that. That's a definite sign. <laughs> um, you've got a bit of uh, Gareth Wales as the shortest odds Welsh player. No, sorry. Him and Gareth Wales. Gareth Wales. Gareth Wales. <laughs> there you go. Um, sorry, I just looked. Who's he play for Bales? <laughs> <laughs> Gareth Bales, 30 to 2. Um, oh ah, it's going to have to be Fletcher. What's he for just for scorer? Because I'm not interested in the hat. Six to one. You're not going to get much value here. Ten pence on that. What about a scorecast then, Craig? What do you reckon? 60p you'd get me a can of juice. Oh, way it goes. <laughs> You're a cheapskate, aren't you? Um, should have had you taking over Rangers. Uh, so what, what, what do you reckon? We'll give me a scorecast then, Craig. You might make All some right. money from that. Okay, right. Stephen I'll Fletcher, first it. goal. And what do you reckon the score will be? I'm going to go 2-1 Scotland. 2-1. Well, for that, you would get 66-1 Fletcher and 2-1 Scotland. There you go. Stick your 10 pence on that. 
Right. And you'll get six pounds sixty. Right. That'll that'll get me a few cans of tenants. I like that. So there you right, go. Right. Okay. What are you thinking, there, Laurie? <laughs> Draw. Where's where's the the smart money? <laughs> the smart money's not betting on Scotland, basically. Uh, it's I don't know. I would go for a draw in this game if I had to, but I mean Wales are rubbish, but they've still got a couple of potential, you know, players who could easily grab a goal against us because we're not exactly world beaters, are we? So definitely not. If I had to bet on, I'd probably say like one-one, but I'm not touching it to be honest. Right. Well, I'm going to write this down so we can make fun of you. We're, we're making predictions, so I would say one-one if I had to make. If I well, I do have to make a prediction. So one. You do. That's the rules. One-one, which is uh, what's the odds on one-one? Please all check that now that we're here. One-one, seven to one. So I'm not going to bet on that. Right, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Greg. Well, you must be confident there. Win. You put in a charity bet. Mm-hmm. One 0 Scotland. One 0 Fletcher to come off the bench and score in the last ten minutes. Oh, Roy the Rover stuff. Back page stuff. You're going to have to speak to McBookie for special odds on that. Twenty to one for the first goal to be scored between eighty-one minutes and full time. Right, so you're going to double that up then with double that Fletcher, way I out. Uh, Fletcher first scorer, then double that up with Fletcher last scorer, and then double that up with a 1 0. Although that's too many doubles, but. Can we double up with first and last? Um, I don't think you can. Yeah, you can't double that up unless it's a special bet, though, can you? Yeah, you can double anything, an accumulator. You can't double anything. Loads of bookies will say you can't. Those not selection can be combined. Aye, like, that's just. That's just McBookie will sort this out for us. They've not let us done yet. They'll sort us out with special dispensations for that bit. The amount, no problem. The amount, of, the amount of odds I've just provided on their web, from their website to the listeners, I'm sure they think this hmm. one. <laughs> oh, not, like, I mean, not, not like they don't give us £10 every week for nothing. Well, they they don't really because we'd never win. <laughs> they weighed it up and they thought they'll win once a, once a season, that's it. I see they retweeted my... I asked them what the odds were in over two and a half goals in the Inverness game. I said, I fancy it'd be goals. I'll back that. And they were like, boom, retweet. And I was like, sorry, I didn't actually put it on in a single. <laughs> it was a shout, but I didn't put it on in a single. I bet McBookie are all right. Aye, they're all right, Banner. Right. They're all right. Right, moving on, because we've got the, the Tuesday game as well. We'll predict that, because what we're thinking of doing is recording next week's podcast immediately following that game. And I was thinking of having a few beers during it. Just I, I thought that it would be quite fun to just drunkenly blather about how Levine should get sacked. Sounds right. good to me. I think Belgium's such a strong team. It's far too strong for us. I'm going to go 2-0. 2-0 the Belgian? Oh, I probably should better get, better get this game up. I forgot there was another one. 2-0. How could you forget? Because, oh, I don't know, the, the excitement of it all is just too much. And this is on the Tuesday because it's a classic Friday Tuesday um, where are we? Where are we? I can't find it. Where's it Tuesday? That's Group A. Group A for for Ant Eater. <laughs> you just give me. Um, I don't know. What's your prediction, Greg? What's your prediction? Uh, I'll cover some points. I'm pumping in that one. So three nil. three nil. I think could be a sore one. Um, aye. I'd maybe go. I'd maybe go the same as Craig and go just the 2-0. We're, we're reasonably solid, aren't we? But we're not going to... I don't think we're going to trouble Belgium much. No, I don't think so. And I, I can't I can't find the odds for that game on the McBookie website yet. I don't know if they've not put them up for the second game. Yeah, I can only see the, the Friday games myself. Friday and Saturday's games. But well, interesting to see whether that's Levine's last game. 
Got odds on that. Uh, well, I'm sure McBookie will sort that out. The thing is, a lot of bookies don't put up the this coming weekend's games aye, until late on a Monday, so we record this on a Monday night. Aye, so, it's, it's understandable they're not up yet. So, aye. It's, didn't want to bet on that one anyway, unless you're betting on maybe Belgium minus two. <laughs> aye, you don't like to be doing that, though. I don't like that kind of bet. What? Against Scotland? I bet against your team. I don't like it. Oh, I'm sorry. That's <laughs> <laughs> your ticking off. <laughs> I'm allowed to give my predictor a little bit of a plug for the forum. No. I'm going to. Anyway, you can win £20 if you join the forum and go on to forums.scottishfootballforums.co.uk slash predictor. And I was doing a wee bit of work on the site earlier this evening. And you now when you go into make your predictions, there is a wee graphic on the left hand side which is a, an eye in a grey circle if you click that then you get a wee bit of stats like you get the last five games for each team you get the form and so on so it's just a wee bit of a Brucey bonus for the predictor It'll maybe maybe help me a little bit because I'm rubbish at it I, I, I didn't even what, what, how did we all do last week I did, I, we didn't even mention did we we done rubbish uh, yeah it wasn't really worth mentioning uh, oh, I was close, it. so close with loads of them. Hibs, so Hibs three 0 up at four 0 St Johnson two one up at three one. Inverness three one up at three two. I, I did happen to put Hearts to beat Celtic, but you know that's just uh, still one 0 So you could maybe get that. Aye, we were rubbish at it. Motherwell done United. I put nil nil. So I think technically that's right. Well, it's not as good as me because I actually put PP. Ah, oh, no, you did I got that right. It's actually AA, I think you'll find. What's that? What's that abandoned. mean? That... Abandoned. What does that mean? P is postponed. Uh-huh. A is abandoned. The game is abandoned, not postponed. It's abandoned not when it's actually started, though. Nope. Abandoned. You know, i seen the guy with the megaphone on the STV News announcing <laughs> to the crowd that it was abandoned. I thought it looked a bit like the teacher for the Bass Street kids. Oh, so what, what, they don't have a mic? <laughs> That's a bit archaic. <laughs> Yeah, the guy, guy with a megaphone. Aye, what guy with a megaphone? Well, he was on the STV news. He was on the pitch. Oh, he was shouting something. Don't know what's going on there. Cl- clear off, yeah, showery creeps. They announced over the tunnel about twenty-five past three. The time everybody was actually out the ground and in the pub. They finally got announced over the tunnel. It's a shambles. Ah, but you can't carry on. The thing is, you're not going to need the. The floodlights, but what about all the bits in the stands, like where the food is and the toilets yeah. and so on? That's all going to be pitch dark. It's all health and safety, mate. They can't they can't run it without lights and the exits and running water the oh, toilets. However, the, the ironic thing is the ground's already full of people, which you have to get out the ground at that point. So the fact yeah. there's no lights on in the exits, there's no way regardless. There's no way I'm going to go at half time and stand in the in the urinals in the dark and do a pee. Somebody's going to be peeing all over your leg. No, I'm not taking that risk. There was um, the same. There was a power cut at the um, Argentina Brazil match, I think, the other night, and I'm pretty sure I heard that. It turned out it was the Brazil bus arriving, and uh, they drove over like a power cable that was going from the generator or something to the, <laughs> and it caused it all to go off. So, uh, it does happen in other places a little far apart. Is that the second time that you've done that? Yeah, it was well, a fire we, though, wasn't it last time? Hibs, Hibs game got postponed because um, there was a there was actually a fire in one of the um, one of the rooms at the the base of the floodlights. But um, 
we've got form for it as well. We had a, we had a game cancelled away at Falkirk years ago as well in the Cup. What was old Brockville? And that was a power cut and that was everything out. Floodlights out, everything out. And it's a midweek game. And you know what Brockville's like? Well, if, if you've been, you know what it's like for trying to get out. And that was almost another disaster waiting to happen. Absolutely zero lights and 5,000 folk trying to pile out. So we've got form for having games postponed for various reasons. Ah, but bunch of amateurs. Right, Alistair's got to the end of the podcast and well, hopefully we can all make it next Tuesday. I'll need to speak to the wife, Mr Nosejob. <laughs> See if Chris has got any other pampering sessions, See if he's got a boob job booked or whatever, or pec implants or anything be, like that. be funny if he comes back and he sounds like David Miliband. <laughs> 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 I want to see a before and after his nose. That's what I want to see. On the, po- on the podcast as well. Huh? On the podcast, aye. We can all look at it and go, aye, I see what's going on there. Yeah, I see that, aye. Good job. We had a tan last week, so he's... Must be... I did. He claimed it wasn't a son. I, 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 hear once, but... I hear he's got a face for radio, so aye. Maybe that's what he's... Too much, too much cocaine. That's his trouble. So that, that, bird, that bird that used to be the East Enders, the middle of her nose fell out because he didn't stop too much coke. <laughs> well, I'm sure he's going to appreciate that when he's lying in his hospital bed. <laughs> right, I'm going to go. Laurie, you're going to work magic on this podcast. I'll try my best. Right, well, thanks for coming on and thanks for listening. Did I have to listen to that lad? I wasn't speaking to you. <laughs> hey, thanks. Bye. See you later. Later.